You're listening to Marriage Takeover with Eric and Tamika Thompson, helping to enrich your marriage. Father, heaven, Lord God, we thank you. We give you all glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Father. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. God, we thank you right now, Father God. For all that you have done, Father, all that you have poured out, God, we glorify you, God. We ask now that you forgive us of our sins, cleanse and wash us, oh God, oh God, of all iniquity, oh God, by our thoughts and deeds, Father. Creating us a clean heart, renewing us the right spirit, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. We ask now, Lord, that as we open our hearts to you, God, you speak a word, oh God. I ask now for those that, that these words uh, fall upon, Father God, that it fall on fertile ground, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, even if some might have even hardened it up, God, I pray now that you till the, oh, Jesus, God, I pray now that you till the ground, oh God, God, that your seed may be planted. And Father, we thank you now, God, have thine own way. Father, we say this prayer in your daughter's son, Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. If y'all don't mind, I'm just going to give God just a little bit of praise right now. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Just go ahead and give a shout out to the Lord one good time. Yeah, what happened? Oh, you yeah. told so. All right. You already know. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Um, but we're back one more time. Um, we're going to recap. I think she tried to pay me back because I left her hand in the first go around. But it's okay. I'm going to let her know. I'm on this. I'm on it. So I'm going I'm to I'm stay right here until uh, she come back. But, man, let's recap on what took place on last um, uh, on the last time that we uh, came together. And so last time when I left my note sitting, sitting in my car, like always. <laughs> um, but... Let's recap on what we talked about on last uh, last month, and what we're talking about fire is basically being being one, being whole, being able to have that conversation with your spouse, whether um, whatever the issue may be, or um, or um, or you know whatever is going on, being able to to settle in that one place because we left off talking about. Being, because um, I, I asked the question. Um, you see, I'm trying to grab together all my thoughts. I had it written down, but I left it in my car. Conversation, conversation. Huh? Conversation. Right, that's what I was talking about. Right, on how we um, have those, how we talk about, or uh, have those different, those difficult conversations. And so I, I posed the question to everybody: Was do anybody know what it means where um, the Bible says, "Don't let the sun go down on your wrath." And at that time, um, I posed the question and answered it. Uh, she's back with her coffee. It's tea. Or whatever it is. Whatever it is. And so, um, you got it? Okay. You, you settled. Okay. You're getting the camera. You're halfway. And so, we come, you know, we coming back because we kind of, we really actually began to dig a little bit deeper into that because oftentimes, we really don't know how to, um, where, where it all starts at is communicating with one another. And so being able to uh, effectively communicate with one another, well, how we're feeling, what we're dealing with, or whatever the case may be, we have to learn, we have to know that one, it's the love that one keeps us rooted. Right. Helps us to be able to talk to one another and and kind uh and speak to one another you know with uh, a soft tongue you got anything to add i need you to add something I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> no and i think there were um just a, a, some of the viewers last week or last month i don't know why i keep saying last week last month who also wanted to understand how to have those difficult conversations and so we did also pose the love and hate list so we posted that and i wanted to find out I know Sharetta, you're here. Um, I know you were with us last month for just a little bit. Did you get a chance to do the love-hate list at all? And if not, that's cool. Um, I just want to make sure that that's a good tool that everybody's able to utilize. And that's a great place to start when you're having those difficult conversations to make sure that you understand um, how to start there. You know, it's, and, and then from there, that way you aren't frustrated when you're trying to have that conversation. You aren't upset when you're trying to have that conversation. You aren't tired trying to have that conversation. 
This is a list that you were able to compile together. And from there, you're able to work and say, okay, this is something that I'm looking forward to being able to do or have that conversation with. This is what I really love about you. This is maybe what I don't so necessarily love about you, but how can we work on that? How can we build a solution? How can we make sure that we are able to communicate with one another in love? How are we able to kind of get beyond some of those bad times that we have? And it's just about having that conversation and starting there. So um, I wanted to know if anybody just started there. Has anybody kind of jumped in and utilized any of the information? And if not, that's cool. That's like fine. I said, it's, it's, a, it's a platform. I just, I, I just, it worked for us and it was a benefit for us. We've been married for 20 years, had so many things that we've gone through. And um, that was one of the things that really kept us going. Right. So, I did miss like half of what you just said. It's okay. You want to go get your list, right? Yeah, I did. So, on that recap piece. So, um, and with that, as far as with the communication piece, the thing that really stood out the most was understanding each other's background. Because all that plays a big part and being, um, in being, uh, when you're coming together, because each one's been brought up different, right. and then, um, you know, depending on, I know you heard the sounds of, oh, you act like so and so, or you act like so and so, you know, or you just like your mama, or you just <laughs> like your daddy. So, oftentimes that we still have to be careful that even though we may act like them, that we are not them. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm grateful because we've been able to knock down barriers that was hard for us to fight. Um, right. Because like our marriage being uh, being 20 years, it has outlasted um, a lot that's in our immediate family. Am I correct on on no, those numbers? Right. Yeah. And so, but the type of uh, things that we had to go through because every time we turn around, the spirit of the vision was knocking at our right. door. Um, and so we, in, in order to stand together, you had to find those places, um, to where you can both come together with, um, through communication or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I mean, ultimately it was communication, communication and finances, yeah, communication and finances, yep. because as far as with us, that was, um, like finances was the rough piece, right? but then we didn't know how to talk to one another. And so that was something that we learned and come to come to um, come to realize that a lot of stuff is because we, you know, we really didn't communicate. Because a thing like this, if you cannot unify yourself as you came together in holy matrimony, if you can't unify yourself, how you one expect to be blessed? You understand what I'm saying? So, you got anything to add? No, I was just going to say, and, and just to give you guys examples, you know, I like to be transparent just because I believe that you can see somebody or see a picture <coughs> or see something going on, but sometimes it doesn't always look as good as it is. And I think we as people, we as human beings have perfected the gift of being able to make a mask and wear our mask very well. Well, good. And so what I wanted to do, and, and as a part of this platform, and you guys, please forgive me, I'm so tired. I am exhausted. Um, That's so I right. Have, I praise him. <laughs> yeah. So Boom. I have my tea so that my voice doesn't get too hoarse for you guys. But I wanted to make sure that Ooh. as a as a platform that we're able to offer you guys some tangible information, some tangible stuff, so you guys don't think that you're the only ones or that you're the only people that have experienced anything. So for us, our finances. I grew up where we didn't have a whole lot of money. So it was my single single family household. My mom worked two or three jobs just to make sure that the ends were meeting. And I wanted to make sure that, so I had I grew up with the, the poor mentality. And my sister and I, ironically, were just talking about this in a sense of, I saw how my mother worked. I saw how she struggled. I saw how she worked. And the things in my mind was, I needed to be able to get a good job, you know, get a degree because her thing was she didn't have a degree. So in my mind, it was, okay, all I have to do is get a degree and then get a good job and I don't have to live the lifestyle that, you know, I had lived growing up. And so I worked tirelessly to try to do that. But then when the money came in and the success came, it was about managing that because we didn't know how to manage the money. So when we started making some money, we just blew it all. We didn't think about the savings. We didn't think about, you know, how we were going to put things aside. We didn't think about 
oh, snap, like when we did have the bills that were starting to come in, like what do you do? How do you set that money aside? And then when we wanted to go somewhere, like on a vacation, and we came back from the vacation, making sure that we had enough money there and regrouping to do that. And then even, and I see Bradley Voorhees, I'm going to give him a shout out. He's one of my coworkers. Super phenomenal, smart guy. Like, I love him. Um, and I just want, and he was, you know, also setting me aside as well and just talking about your retirement income. Like, what are you going to do and how are you going to set things up for retirement? Whereas growing up in, you know, the where where I grew up, I should say, I never thought about that before. I never had that idea. I never knew what that was like. My husband and I started investing, what was that, three, four years ago? No, it was five years ago. Five years ago. And so it was like when I was growing up, what was investing? I didn't even know what Bloomberg or Wall Street, I didn't have a clue as to what that was. Bloom what? So, <laughs> Bloomingdale's. So to understand what? like what that is and how to set that up, my main goal, my main drive right now is to be able to make sure that I'm building a legacy for our kids' kids. That comes across all the board. So it's right. not just financial wealth. It's making sure that they understand financial stewardship. See? It's making sure that they understand how to be good citizens and, you know, in this world. It's to be able to, to give back and to help. And so those are some of the things that we had to overcome because we didn't know. So when we needed money and we didn't have money, oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what was that situation? What was that conversation? And then it's we were a, upset with one another. It's about to go down. Right. Well, why did you go and buy that shirt? Well, because I like the shirt. It was cute. It was sweet, yeah. You right. So don't be coming at me because I worked hard to go for my money. Why you hate me? Because I'm fly. <laughs> I worked really hard for my money, so I should have the I should be able to go out and buy the shirt that right. I want to. But it was because we hadn't come together as one unit to, you know, set a budget, to set, you know, the the standard as to what we were doing, where the vision was going, for how we wanted our family to move out of the situation we were in. And so we had to take a step back to say, how do we do this? Right. Right. I've got to add into it, but this light is like so in my face. I'm so sorry. But, and I'm going to be honest with you all, we're going to come back and we're going to really break down the finances on next, on next month because uh, the thing I believe because, uh, the I won't say I believe, but the last time that I looked was about a couple of years ago. <laughs> the uh, statistics as far as with marital couples, it all started with finances. On what began to break a lot of couples apart, it started with finances because you look at it, if um, that one uh, person say you know you, you know your husband can be the bomb but just don't you know, don't have the money, but the one person come flashing all these funds to you in your face and it's like oh this is what I want, ah but really it really wasn't. So next month we're gonna really come together and really break down the finances. Um, on you know as far as breaking how it worked for us right. because one thing that we do is we apply the principles of god right. to the best of our ability and at the at and at the place of our faith what do you mean at the place of your faith well you gotta understand everybody don't have abraham faith so some people got to have some work. So we're gonna break all in. We're gonna break into all of that as well with that on next month. But here we want to at least get to this portion of 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 far as with conversation with one another, because understanding that your communication, your communication, your um your communication. Thank you, baby. See, that's my help. Me holla at me. So. Your communication is very, very vital. It's very vital. Because the Bible tells us how can we come together unless we, what, agree. And so understand that as long as we can agree, even get to that point, because you're going to have, by us being humans, we can disagree. But, excuse me. But I, I said excuse me. I apologize. Some gas. I apologize. But... Being able to come together, even if you don't agree, at least you can still reason. And that was one thing that we talked about last week. And then, and also we talked about is understanding our role right. in our marriages. Because oftentimes, based on how we was brought up, oh man, we do not understand our role in a marriage. And like, what do you mean role? Now, because see, a lot of times, we take what the Bible is saying and take it like it's like I gotta drop this hammer. I'm the man, you the woman, you serve me. Man, when I got through studying, oh my god, I was like, whoa, 
Are you kidding me? But we're going to get into it so you know what I'm talking about. But understanding what our roles are in a marriage, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. And that's where a lot of us actually miss it. Because don't even, you know, we all go to we all go to church, but on some um, you know, but do we fully get the understanding of what the word of God is actually saying to us as a couple? Because there are some there at some point there's somewhere God is trying to is trying to show us, but we don't want to dig deep into it enough to really see what God is actually shining light on. Because when you like everybody jump to um First Corinthians. Oh, wives, you gotta submit to me. And whatever, because when you look at it, the Bible says, husband, submit your own self. So you both got to submit to one another. And so that's where you have to understand what your role is. Because oftentimes we don't. Because um, and see, this is the thing. With me and my wife being in ministry, I listen, I've been under a couple, of, I've been under some leadership, but they didn't understand my family came first. And for me, my, I'll put it like this. I love Pastor McCormick because he taught me. Why? Because Pastor McCormick, I'm sorry, it's Bishop Nye. Bishop McCormick, <laughs> North Point, Alaska. Holla at him. That's right. That's stop by North Pole. I'm sorry, North Point. North Pole, Alaska. Stop by Holla at him. Tell me you heard it on, what's this called? Marriage on Marriage Takeover. Body of one. So when you're in the North Pole, Alaska area, stop by New Jerusalem, Church of God in Christ, and have a shouting. <laughs> Good time. Hallelujah. But I had been working. I had been going to the church and going to the church, working on the church, working on the church. I walked in there one day and he says to me, why are you here? I'm like, Pastor, I'm here to help you get this, get the church going. That's right. It's for Jesus. He said, he said listen, Jesus is going to be here when you get back. You need to go home and be with your wife. I said, huh? What do you mean? And where we lived and where the church was, it was like a 25-minute ride, maybe 15-minute ride. And I planted that all the way there, and I didn't get it until like, you know, 10 years later. Like, oh, so, that's what he was saying. So to put it in a little bit of context, he was at the church working and, you know, young um, in ministry and excited and, you know, just on fire for God, and it's great. And I'm at home upset and bitter and was I pregnant then? No, you was not. I wasn't pregnant then, but I didn't understand, you know, all the, I didn't understand everything. So what I was trying to figure out was, okay, what is really going on? Like what, why are you always at the church? Why aren't you home? And why is the church so much more important? Why do you feel like you have to go and do all this work? And so I'm sitting at home mad, like <laughs> in my feelings, like y'all, I'm saying pissing hot mad. Because dude is at the church working, and he's not at home spending time with me. Like, we were still newlyweds. We were still, you know, trying to cultivate a relationship, trying to get things together. I thought she was saying. And I was upset. So, I never communicated that or voiced that. But for, for it to be found out in the sphere, for the pastor to say, you need to go home and be with, the church, be with your wife. Like, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the work. But your family is that first ministry. I appreciated that. So then it gave us an opportunity to really build and to really put things into perspective, put things, put a standard and put things into order. And then we were able to go and be a blessing to the ministry together. Right. And so I'm a, we're going to dig into the roles piece. But if anyone was was anyone that's that's watching live right now, if you were here last month watching live and got the homework, just give me a thumbs up or I was here or something. Because I do want to hear a testimony from the homework. So I don't want to say it, but I do want to hear a testimony from the homework if God came through. Um, if now you got to make you had to do the homework though. <laughs> now if you didn't do the homework, I, you might not have nothing to say. But because the homework was, you used to spend our entire the thirty days in prayer for your spouse. That's what it was. Huh? Yeah, that's what it was. So you're supposed to spend the full 30 days in prayer for your spouse. And I was just, I was so, uh, what? Nothing, go ahead. Oh, I was so elated because I spent that time, same, I did homework too. So my testimony was, as I was, as I was praying for a wife, God began to show me how much he grew hurt. 
I was like, oh man, I was like totally blown away because it was like at one point, you know, she was a little selfish. I ain't gonna lie, she was I'm selfish. selfish. I'm still a little selfish, if I'm gonna but be honest. She can be honest all she wants, but what God has showed me was that she can be selfish on her, but in those places that's needed, where she had to die to allow, you know, God to do what have you was on point. And I just, I had to sit back and just begin to bless God. You bless God. Because, yeah, child, I'm surprised you didn't hear me. Because I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> so Deliverance has hit the building. I was a mess. I don't know if, I don't, if Shreda is still on here, but I was a mess. God is. To be submissive, like, I didn't understand what that was. I was like, wait a second. You're trying to say that I can't be me and I, I have to give up of everything for me in order to serve a man? Like, that's not going to happen. He's able. <laughs> I didn't understand what that meant or the context of that. And when you don't understand that, when you're immature and when you don't have the full knowledge of that, you can take that and you can put it into a different context that is dangerous. Ah. We're going to get into them roles. Oh, my God. Let's go. It's 723, baby. It's 723? Oh, we, we got to get it. I was hoping somebody was going to jump in there with a testament, but it ain't so going to I'm, I'm monitoring good. on Facebook, so if they get in, I'll... You always sure. monitoring Facebooks. Hey! Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, yes. The roles. Now, I, it's we're not going to be... You know what? We might have to push the finance piece back another month because getting into these roles... It's going. It's actually going to be a little bit of time in the, in it. Okay. Uh, we ain't gonna be able to rush through it. So one now because I'm gonna break down. I don't wanna say I'm gonna break down, but we're gonna try our best to come and and I guess explain the roles. Uh, and understand, we don't follow them. Um, we didn't follow them like that. God had to actually show us, teach us. You know what I'm saying. Even when we messed up, show us how to get it right, and then continue on that path. Because I'm gonna tell you like this, man. For those of you, for those of those, for for the married couples that are in that are in ministry, it's very vital because you stay under attack. Right. <laughs> Trust and believe. Oh, we got the battle scars to show them. <laughs> we got the battle scars to prove them. But understand. For husbands, understand one of the roles for your wife and wives, make sure you understand this. Remember, you are a helper. Right. You are a helper. Go to Genesis. That's my phone right there. But go to Gen. Oh, God. You should still be able to get to it. But go to um, Genesis. When uh, the create y'all didn't give me the time, so I'm having my laptop. That's why I got it up right here. But here it is, baby. Hmm? Here it is. No, it, it's not gonna show on that, sweetheart. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. The Bible app is not gonna show. Yeah, no, it'll pull up, but not what I'm trying to oh, okay. trying to grab. Uh, Genesis two. Uh, okay. It's it's the second chapter. I'm gonna find it in a second. But where. When God created man, what did he do? He created, he took, to put Adam to sleep, took the rib out, created woman. And Margaret, what's up? And, um, what was Margo. his name? Yeah, Margo. I always call you Margaret. Punch me in the face. I apologize. But, um, you, but, um, what I'm saying? Okay, you're right, honey. I apologize for being not focused. Okay, help me, baby. Help me. My bad. Y'all just saw a bad example. Apologize. So here you go. So God, God, when God created man, um, He saw that everything was fine, but He said that man should not be alone. So and therefore, when He put um, laid, put Adam to sleep, caused deep sleep to come over, and from his sleep, He took out a rib. From the rib, he created woman. And so, and with that, he created the woman to be that man's helpmeet. So in marriage, you have to understand that your wife is your helpmeet. You cannot do everything by yourself. Men, understand, because what um, I'm thinking about to get ahead of myself. Because men, understand, go to Genesis 4. So, men, understand, when you try to take on stuff on your own, check this out. One, 
you leave out building time for you and your spouse. In that building time, that's where you all get a chance to connect. Yeah. See, even though my like my wife don't like y'all work. Okay. No, 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 no. She don't like y'all work. So I'm allergic to grass. She ain't allergic to no dirt grass. I'm allergic to grass and I have a horrible season of allergies. So if I'm outside for a really long time, I come in looking like the tree monster, as Lonnie Love would say. Eyes all swollen and puffy. Um, you know, throat all scratchy just from all of the outside, all of the, all like icky stuff. So yeah. <laughs> I don't do outside. Whatever. So anyway, that's a bunch of malarkey if you ask me. But anyway, <laughs> but and it's like it got to that point uh where, when God blesses with this big old yard, it got to the point where it's like, yo, nah, I need some help. Nah. I, I need y'all come on out here. I'll come out monitor. I can't do it by myself this time. I don't care. Come out, keep conversation or something. <laughs> but but what it happens when you allow your when you allow your help me to help, guess what? You allow a time for you all to build together. Right. See, that's like, oh yeah, I, I got it. But then check it. You don't have it all the time because you are you are blessed already with certain gifts. And then your wife is also blessed with certain gifts. So understand this. We're going to get into the spiritual gift as couples as well. Because one thing that God showed me is that even, even in your marriage, your gifts also oh, intertwine yeah. with one another. So we're, we're going to get into that. I don't want to jump too far ahead. So understand. But then at the same time, though, wives, when you are to help, it does not mean take over. And that's where, and that's where a lot of women will end up. I guess far as what men will begin to look. Look, I shouldn't even ask you to help in the first place because now you're trying to take over. There's a difference from helping and taking over. So oftentimes that's where we have to sit back at ourselves. Now I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Me personally, I'm not the best administrator. She is. So I would hit one of these moves. Oh, she already caught on to it, so it's cool. But I hit one of these moves. Uh, she like, baby, you got it? No, I'm suffering over here. And she'll come in, oh, okay, let's let's do it together. No problem. So soon as she sit down, I start easing back. I don't mind. You can take over this. Why? Because in that at that particular reason, her skill set is better than mine. So when you understand, then when you jump over to mm, Corinthians, where it talks about submit, now I submitted to her because her gifting now flowing. Her talent is now better than mine. And so now, oh man, now we're building because now you understand that one, even how, even how your gifts complement one another. You know what I'm saying? And so you, and so we have to, so you have to continue to look at that. And so wise, I want you to check this out. Also, when um, during the fall, same thing in Genesis. In Genesis 3, when God was, you know, getting ready to send him out the garden, he told him, he said, man shall rule over thee. He said he shall. But he didn't say that it wasn't going to be a point. Now, with the revelation I grabbed from that was that even the woman still seeks to rule. So now, men, I want you to take one second, one second. And begin to think. Take a minute and think how now women are now getting ready to take over in places where CEOs were men. Uh, please understand, I'm not racist. We about to do not racist. <laughs> not, you know what I meant to say. What's the word? Equality. Women there you go. <laughs> there you go. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Y'all, come on, help me. She's helping. Say, but that's, She's a, helping. that's a thin line because I'm also HR, and what yeah. we don't want to do is not say that it see. should not be diverse for women to be in leadership see. roles. See, right there. So, see, <laughs> see let's be very clear. Help, right there. Help came right there. See, help. Let's be very clear. Help came right there. So you saw so almost jacked everything up, and she yeah. got it. So, but but you understand what I'm saying at a point where when you look back, I'm. Comparing the times, when you look back at back in the old times, right, where men was pretty much doing everything, and now the field has gotten it got to a point where the field was balanced, and now it's equality. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> That's the word you want to say. There it is. And now it's equality. 
So understand this. Uh, all I'm saying is that at some point, I'm far as in the house. I ain't talking about the world. The world, it is what it is. It's already been prophesied. You can check it out in Revelation. But I'm talking about as far as in your home. So let's talk, let's break that down though, because I think there was a part where I struggled with my role. And I'll be very honest that I struggled with my role. And there are times where, so I'm a mover and a shaker. And I like to make things take, like I'm very productive, I'm very task oriented, and if my kids and my husband tell you the truth, I'm a control freak. So... She a control freak. <laughs> but it's not in a, and, and there are some areas where I know that I'm a control freak when I've given or allowed for somebody else to do something, it wasn't done right. So me being able to get over that and to truly trust my husband in the area that he's gifted in was really hard for us when we first got married. And... To break that down just a little bit further, when you, you talk about the roles, and I remember a time where Eric was unemployed and he wasn't working, and I was still working, and so his his idea and his his line of looking for employment was very different from what I viewed. No, 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 you got to tell the truth. <laughs> so tell the truth. You got to tell the truth. <laughs> it was very different than what I No, you got to tell the truth. So tell the truth. All right, listen, <laughs> this is what happened, right? This is what happened. So when when I was unemployed, I had a fat settlement. A fat, what you call it? Well, there were two times. So I was also in the Air Force. Oh, okay. The Air, and then there was a transition. So every time a military spouse transitions and your wife is your spouse is civilian, husband or wife, you have to move and you have to get a different job. But that job doesn't, you know, transition. Right. Can't you know go to the other area, geographic area. And so the first time, I failed the test, y'all. We ain't lying. Horribly. Horribly. So, <laughs> the first time I failed the test. We were Horribly. transitioning from Alaska to DC and I wasn't ready. Like I was not prepared just because uh, going to work ready. every day and coming home again, the way he was viewing looking for a job was very different than what I thought should have been taking place. And so I tried to help him making sure that the resume was lined up, making sure that he was coached and all that great stuff. And then it was his responsibility to look for those jobs. It was his responsibility to go in for those interviews and do different things. But when I come home from working long eight or 12 hour days and you're on the video game, I don't think that's trying to find employment. Man, that's Madden. I'm so, sorry. You got to find time for Madden. So um, it, needless to say, I tore the house up. So it, it was a matter of the communication. I didn't know how to communicate and tell him, look, you need to be doing something other than what you're doing. And then him not understanding how to receive or how to even look differently. We weren't mature enough to say, okay, listen. This is what my expectations are. For him to be able to communicate, this is what your expectations are, and these are what my expectations are. Now, how can we come together and meet in the middle? Because my expectations may not be, you know, something that you can meet. So let's right. talk about that. Right. Let's talk about what you should be doing. Let's come to a common ground, and then let's move from there. So then when I come home in the afternoon, I'm not upset because I see you on a video game. Because in, in my mind, I would have, based on our conversation, the prior, the prior eight hours, you would have been looking for an interview for jobs. But that wasn't the case, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Listen, <laughs> did I get a job? Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. But I wanted but... To, and also <laughs> in that, the role shifted because not only then was I considered the breadwinner or bringing in that income for the house, because I was doing that, I felt like I had to rule and make mandates. Oh, and you're getting into it now, house. mama. So that was why I went there. I went all that way to say that. That was why, because of that, I felt like that was my new role and that I needed to be able to do that. Understanding or not understanding, I was so out of order and so out of place, although he was not working because I was that was not my role. Come on now. So in that, and like she hit as far as with communication, a whole nine, we still we still learn because even at that time, we didn't fully understand what our roles were anyway. Because even from me at that point, my my understanding was diluted on what it should be, on what I on what I understand it as being now and has been very prosperous for us. Now, when I say prosperous, the Bible tells us that you're prosperous as long as your soul prosper. And so understanding that, doing that at that time when that shift took place, man, it was like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. Because it was so hard, I started a detailing company. I, I was detailing cars. He was the best in the area, I, too. What? Man, when I tell you, when I tell you stuff, I ain't do nothing but make some little cards online on the uh, computer 
and boom, it was called quad dash detailing. That's right. But let me tell you what I did also as a result of me me not understanding that I was assuming or taking over his role and his responsibility. I was not only in a dangerous space because yeah. spiritually he was the covering and was is the priest of the household. Right. And so because I was thinking that I needed to assume that role in a how do you, what do I want to say? In a in a state to where I was making the mandates, making the rules, making the the standard for the household. I didn't understand spiritually what that meant. Right. And as a result of that, him not really and fully understanding the spiritual sense of that either. Right. He was he was in a place to where that was now attacking his character. Yeah. That was now attacking his pride. That was now attacking those different areas that we we weren't even aware of what we were tapping into. But because of that, because of my actions, because of those responsibilities, because we didn't know, it was festering into a really bad situation. Right. Because now the enemy was having its place and having rule and over over our marriage, over our relationship, because we didn't understand what our roles were. And not only did we not understand what our roles, we weren't in our rightful place. Right. And so with that, understand that brings me to for why that brings us to number two is. You have to respect your husband. And then that brings me to, uh, for the husband, is one, you got to be the leader and respect your wife. And so understanding what, and so understand what that is because it's like this. If you were first in, if you were, you remember lining up as a kindergarten, if the first, if the person moved out of the first spot, <laughs> guess what? They ain't no one first no more. You are. <laughs> and so even those, but it don't work like that in marriage. It don't work like that. Because one thing that I learned, it does not matter the shortcoming of, of your husband, but what matters most is what God is still saying as far as to you and your household or what on what your role is. Because oftentimes a lot of a lot of us don't really put the understanding on how powerful. Prayer is in the house. Right. Remember, they took prayer out of schools, not prayer at your house. That's on your decision on how you put on how you keep prayer in the house. Right. I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of fell off for a little bit. She'll tell you. But when God got through dealing with me, and I began to and I began to walk back through my house with prayer. Right. When I tell you, stuff was moving. Things were falling in place, like, boom. And that's like, we don't often understand, as men, we don't often understand literally the authority that God has given us in our home. Don't even, we don't even understand. Check it. Um, numbers, numbers 30. I think it's uh, verse 8. I'm just going to show you something real quick. And it's when Moses was talking to the, uh, was talking to the Israelites. Moses was, he was telling the husband, you know what, darn it, let me get it. We're going to read it. I'm going to read it. Because when you understand what the authority that God has given you in your household, it is so, it is something that is so vital and so serious, but all the times we miss it. We miss it. Understand, here we go. Um, what did I say? Numbers 30 and 8. And 8, it says, I'm go back to go back to six, and it says if she had at all a husband. No, no, sorry, drop the seven. No, go back six. <laughs> and if and if she had at all a husband, when she vowed or uh, utter all out of her lips, where was she bound her soul? Basically, this is talking about contracts coming on, uh, coming in agreement with something on the outside. Okay, and so seven, and her husband heard it. And held his peace at her in the day that he heard it. Then her vow shall stand, and her bonds withal shall bound her soul shall stand. So what is that saying was that basically if she took on something, I heard it. Even though I disagreed with it, but did not say nothing, that's what binded her to it. And because I had agreed upon, because I kept my mouth closed. Understand, go back to Genesis, the third chapter. When the serpent talked to Eve. That's what I was thinking about. When he gave, when when the serpent talked to Eve about the fruit and said, you'll be just like God. 
Well, the mandate had already came to Adam to let him know, thou shall not eat of the tree. You better preach, baby. And so if you take that time, if you take that time and you hear your wife saying, hey, this fruit is good. If I even hear, see, this is what us men, where we got to stand up and be who we are in our home. Because now we're starting to allow any and everything to take place because we are standing silently by and allowing the enemy to just talk. But then at the same time, wives, you still got to be understanding to your husband and really understand, understand, understand this. Both of you know how to go to God, but it's how you go to him. That's the thing that we often mess up because we don't know how to go to God. Well, what do you mean by that? We're always trying to go to God and ask him to fix this and fix that person and fix that person and fix that. No, God, help me to deal with this. What is the best way that I can deal with this? God, show me. But when you say, God, show me, you actually got to sit back and allow God to show you. Right. And so, jumping back to it. When God, when Adam did not correct, and I can't say that, but when Adam did not correct Eve, now we're dealing with what we're dealing with. And because, you ready for this? <clears throat> and because, and I want you to understand this piece. When you're going back to numbers and you hear, I, you ready for this? I actually, what was that? I told my wife that she couldn't do something. And it caused a rift because... What was that, the play? Yeah. <clears throat> I told her, I said, no, you can't do that. She said, well, how do I do I, I said, listen, listen, listen. This is not the time for you to do this. See, with everybody, all her friends and things, they thought it was fine. <laughs> I there ain't no wrong, ain't no problem with you being in a play. But so, it is, hold on one second, finish this piece, okay, then you can tell. But it is when God has already shown you what's to take place. Because now you're going against, understand, uh, people, you have to also understand the order of your home. Right. I, I, I want you to go ahead and go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just going to just give a little bit more information. So at that time, I was Be transparent, I honey. I wasn't working. And my outlet was acting. I was trying to be a star, y'all. I wanted to go and I wanted to act. I wanted. I had been in a couple of different plays, a couple of different uh, shows and productions. That was amazing. Um, and this next production that I was trying to be a part of, it was something after I had my daughter. It was something that I was like, oh, this is it. This is, you know, they're talking about going to New York and doing all this great stuff and da 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 da. And he was like, yeah, no, that's not the play. I was like, what you mean that's not the place? So, <laughs> so I don't have an outlet. I feel like I'm losing myself because I'm at home with the kids all the time. And I'm talking baby and can't get enough of baby. And I need to get out and start mingling with adults. Like, I'm drowning here in the house every day, all day. What do you mean I can't go and be a part of this play? So that was where the, the riff started. And it was, you know, supposed to be a Christian production. It was supposed to have all, you know, the bells, whistles, all that great stuff. Yeah, but it was, quote-unquote, a Christian a production. A Christian production. And in the production, it required for me to kiss another man. And at that moment, when I came home, like, I saw the script, I saw the thing, and I was like, so is there any other opportunity? They was like, no, you know, this is a kissing scene, da da da, da. I will give a shout-out to Jay Cameron with the Urban Change. Every time we did a production or there was a, you know, opposite couple who had to play a married couple or in a relationship, he did it with grace. He did it with um, such poise. He did it in love and he kept the Christian values with that. This production, it didn't. they didn't do that. It didn't. And so he was like, yeah, no, you can't be a part of that. If that's your role and if that's your position, then yeah, no. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, he's trying to stop me from being a star. Like, what is going on? I'm going to be on a stage, and it's just a little kiss. Like, we ain't not even exchanging liquids. What is going on? He was like, I said, so what are you going to do if I'm ever in a movie and I actually have to have a sex scene? He was like, yeah, no, God's not going to do that because he know I'm not ready for that. So I'm like, wait a second. What about me and what about my dreams and my values? And... It caused a rift because I didn't understand his role again spiritually. And this was Aaliyah is nine now, so that so was, this was nine like years nine ago. years ago. And so understand this, because <clears throat> at this time, God had literally been using me. Um, I because I said I, I was in a different place to where I was just actually praying 
for my house. Now understand this. When I say praying for my house, because at this time, let me just set up the scene for you. At this time, praying for my house because wife, ain't gonna lie, wife was a breadwinner. But when she left one job, the offer was rescinded on the on the one she was going to. It hit her. It hit her to the core. But she found comfort in me because she did not see a worry on my face. Right. Understand this. Men, I'm trying to tell you, when you walk with God, it's not saying that you're going to dot every I and cross every T. But when you try your best to walk with God, he's going he gonna to show you that he got you. And so all I can do is tell her, no, oh, baby, we good. Well, we ain't got nothing to worry about. <clears throat> because look, and I showed her this. I said, God just answered your prayer. You prayed and asked God, can you be home to raise your daughter for her first two years? I, I said, God just answered your prayer. Now, this is like in week three and what have you. But then she says, but then when she, like, you heard her, she was talking about baby talk and all that stuff. Oh, man. Because they need to give Target a rest. Oh, my God. I spent so much money at Target. <laughs> we went to Target and window shop every day. And, and they came out <laughs> with something. So, every day we came out. please pizza and popcorn, <laughs> period. But, but when you, but when you step on, when, but when you are walking with God and you're praying, God's gonna, God is now giving you enlightenment. And I began to tell, I said, babe, listen. You, I hope that you're starting to spend time with God because in this place, he's trying to set you up for where you're going next. And I, I, I told her that, but all the time, it's kind of hard when you have been shook to the core with everything that you know to stand on far as with your physical ability, with your mental capacity, and God just shook it to the core. See, that's where we mess up because we put more trust in man than we do in God. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you quick, don't trust me. Oh Lord, no. Oh Lord. I don't have to, I don't even trust myself half the time. So why I want you to trust me? Why? Because I'm man, I'm flesh. I am going to let you down, period. I could be I could be batting a thousand right now. But let me strike out at one time. I just let you down. Right. But guess what? God has never struck out. <laughs> so anyway, and so from that. I'm letting her know, no, babe, that's not what God is saying to do right now. And so at this point, it was like, uh, like she said, you try to stop me from being a star. Listen, I'm fine with it because God's still blessed in it because I got my motorcycle. I love it. I like me. Yeah. Woo, woo. But anyway, you're right. It's not about me, but it's about us. Hallelujah. But but understanding this. It's about Jesus. Come That's on, right. Baby. I'm sorry. But then understanding, but understanding when God begins to move, it's hard if you want to understand your roles in your marriage. Right. It's most definitely hard. But then second piece is if you don't understand, if you don't know how to deal with pride, it's gonna be definitely hard. Right. Because I'm listen. I'm not trying to stop you. I'm not trying to stop nobody from getting what God has for them. Period. Because if it's what God has for you, guess what? You're going to remain, period. But if it's not, you can make it to the top and fall tomorrow. But when you do things in the order of Christ, you will remain, period. And you could probably venture off to do something else, but you will remain at that place where God has took you to. And so understanding that, that rib that it caused... It almost took us to divorce. Oh, yeah. We were at that point, y'all. Like, seriously. I was looking for another place. I had already told him he could have the kids, keep the kids. I didn't want it. I was already looking to um, get a job because at the time I wasn't working. So I was like, nope, I'm going to get my job. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. And we could just be done. And I was like, gung-ho. Like, one thing about me is when I discovered and set up my, my mind and my ways, like, it's done. And... We were on that edge, y'all. Like we literally, and, and I'm a, literally, we and were there. We was on that edge, and I know for me, going going through that, one thing is so funny because we started going through that. I had young guys that was coming up to me saying, "Hey, you know, I don't know how to deal with this. I never had my, you know, <laughs> I had my heart broken." I said, "Well, you better go find somebody else. I don't know how that feels." But when we went through that, when we went through that, then I knew what a heartbreak felt like. Right. Because heart was broken. I still trying to figure out what God was doing. But heart, heart was broken. 
But in that man, God will do some things. How do you, I'm telling you, people, you know that the anointing costs when you go through something that's so devastating that should have broke you. But when God began to bring those things back together, because see, oftentimes a lot of us would have already thrown in the towel off of something so small. Why? Oh, I don't like it. You think you're going to be able to find something different? Because, see, you have to want to understand the scripture when it tells us that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. But never when we're going through do we actually want to sit back and truly understand what the favor that we have just obtained. It's the wife, but it's more to it than that. So that means the favor that we've just obtained, we might be at odds, but because of the favor, God brings that thing back together. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I shake it too hard? I apologize. I get a little bit aggressive. Hallelujah. Y'all know she's tired. Y'all know she's tired. Whatever. So, we have about eight minutes left, so I don't want to uh, stop you, but can you just touch on a little bit some of the man role as well? I, I did. Because I don't want to leave the ladies hanging. Oh, no, the, no, I did. Because did I, I touched on two for the women and two for the men. The and the Right. And the respect goes both ways right. for the husband and the wife. Okay. And then also... Um, for the women, also for the for the women, is be a helper to your husband, okay. and for the men, you got to be leaders. Cause all the time, my husband don't lead. Okay. But then at the same time, do our husband know how to lead? Woo. So, um, I apologize. We got in got into way too deep. I won't say way too. <laughs> well, you understand. And I really have the chance because I do have all the scriptures. So. Please on. Can you hit on that last note that there was one note that you mentioned um, as we were preparing y'all we were you know like to make sure that we're offering you guys good content that's valuable and that's going to be a blessing to you guys and um, there was one area in there where you were talking about how the husband should love their wives in spite of I said that? Yeah. When? Okay hey I'm going to touch <laughs> on it. So in spite of it was, you know, through any sickness, through oh, that was like yeah, baby, that's like way ahead. I know, but oh, I, just, I was just talking with her about it. And so when you, um, I'm sorry, I'm just scrolling through my notes. So it's the husband's role and the husband's job to make sure that he's loving his wife, right? In spite of anything, in spite of everything. So he's to love you as. Christ loved the church. Right. And in everything that he does, yeah, it's to be done like, with right. love. It's to be saying. done with, so even when he is, you know, even with the submission and as he's setting that standard for the household and as he's setting, you know, the atmosphere and praying, it's to be done in love and not out of pride, but it's to be done in love to making sure that he's covering his wife and he's honoring his wife always. Right. And so understand this, uh, and... And 1 Corinthians 7 and 33 and 34, it says, But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. There is, there is difference also between a wife and a virgin, the unmarried one woman. I ain't want to do that. But women care for the things of the Lord that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married careth for the things of the world uh, how she has pleased her husband. So that's not in what you were saying, because I think that's in another piece that I got going on. Okay. So that's yeah, gonna be that's in that's one. that's gonna be in next, be week. next month. So honestly, yeah, that's yeah, next month. Okay. So but understand this, but for both of you all, you have to understand when you are married, that's a lot of piece where we don't understand fully what we have just gotten ourselves into when we have when we've gotten um, you know, when you come together, is that you gotta you gotta love both the good, the bad, the ugly the 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 whatever <clears throat> and oftentimes a lot of us like throwing the towel during that time but then one how is that really helping you then what was you really in it for because one thing that we feel to understand the same thing like christ as he tell he uh he told us that love does what it covers a multitude of sin yeah. so we have to understand far as husbands when we have to love our wives as our own self, then that right there tells us, then, dang, do you really love yourself? Because, see, that's the thing. I'm going to tell you, even women, you still got to be able to love yourself before you can even love, before you can love a man. Because this is the thing. 
if you're gonna if you're not gonna put right. enough time in yourself, then how can a man actually think that you're gonna put time in him? Men, if you are not gonna put enough time in yourself, then what? Oh, okay, times have changed. So but what? Some people but what woman <laughs> really? What woman really would really expect that you're gonna put time in them? So you have to understand that when you, as as what I had just read earlier, you know, you can care about those things, but I want to please my wife. But that don't mean that you got to lose who you are. Right. That's not what that's saying because when you're looking out for each other's interests in all things, listen, you have to help each other. Help, and you can you can be sick together, <laughs> at least in spirit, but. One should not be rich while the other suffers want. Ah, if, if I'm balling, you, know, you, <laughs> you got to be balling. Why? Because we are a representation of each other. Man, it ain't no point for me to be looking good and you looking half broke down. Come on. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. Because all the times we can have, we can have our own issues, our own things that we're battling personally, you know, I can get out and run a mile with no problem, but you know, wife might be dragging behind. She might, her lungs might not have that capacity. I'm, I'm getting it. But does that mean I dislike her because she can't run a mile? Or that I tear her down? I, I do. I tear her down because she can't run a mile. No, because see, that's the thing where we have the issue at. Because how can I tear myself down when this is mine? Right. See, understand you are when you become one flesh. That means this is bone of my bone. Right. So just because she can't run a mile, it's just like if you got one leg stronger than the other, what you gonna do? You're gonna strengthen the other leg so that it can be compatible with what you do. Right. So it's the same thing. I'm gonna make sure that she is strengthened in her best interest, not mine. Why? Because she might not be able to take my honestly. You get us in the gym back in the old days. You get us in the gym together, she couldn't work out with me. I, I, I'm not doing this. I was not. Whatever. He's a trainer, y'all. Hey, whatever. <laughs> but guess what? I had to learn right. how to communicate to right. her, to encourage her. It's not saying that I was tearing her down. I was just a little different in the gym. You ask any of my clients, they'll tell you no. Coach E is crazy. So what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that it's with her. I you. It's like, baby, nah. What's, what I need to do? Rev your booty while you do them squats? You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want. What? But you have, but it's through communication where you begin to understand how can I talk to myself to get her to the place of where she's trying to reach. If my wife said, honey, I got a goal that I want to hit. Cool. Let's go hit it. Why? Because it's not just her. It's both of us. You got to understand. Same thing I told her, babe. I got a goal I want to hit. You know what she said? Well, let's go do it. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need you to back down just a little bit. But at the same time, though, people, it's that love, man. You got to understand that piece. When you understand what unconditional love really right, means, right. then you'll understand that that right there, it covers so much to where you can't even understand. Because then you can, if you understand that, then you'll truly understand what Christ did on the cross for us. Right. So I cannot be pointing a finger at her because she can because she couldn't run a mile. I tear her down. Why? Because then she can turn around and point a finger at me because I ain't read a whole book yet and she wrote fifty. Well, come on, right. come on now. So it's about building each other up and advancing right. that reputation of one another and not allowing anybody else to tear that down either. Oh man, I, I wish I wish I wish somebody would. I told <laughs> listen. This I'm gonna be honest with. You, this how it was. I know we got one minute left, but I'm gonna tell you this how serious this thing runs. She know don't come home telling me about what somebody else said. Why? Because I'm going to roll up on them. She was in the Air Force at one point. This, mili oh, this military officer <laughs> came up to her to the Pentagon. He didn't know I was in the truck. And now I'm going to tell you, now she know her stuff. I she know her regulations like crazy. So he come out talking about a darn insignia when he was in the room because he thinking that she army and she wasn't. Man, I had to roll up on that dude real quick. He ain't know what was about to happen to him. And I thought I said, Slim, you got one more time to say one more word out of your mouth. And I mean, she was just sitting there quiet. I was like, maybe, maybe. No, she was like, no. I'm about to back up. This is the civilian side. Slim, he was about to get it. You hear me? And he was about to get it. 
Because why? No, I've been doing this time to build her up, and you finna come try and tear her down? Because, but see, this is one thing that even through that, this is what God showed me. Whatever came out of his mouth, she, she didn't have to believe it because she heard nothing but positive when she came home. See, we got to understand, man, we got to make, you got to understand, just as the church is a place of refuge, that's how you got to set up your home yeah. as a place of refuge. If you ain't got no peace in your home, you ain't going to have no peace going out. But then the enemy, Satan, will give you a false peace and make the dumpster look better than your house. That is all our time for today. <laughs> so as a recap, for those of you who are just joining in, <laughs> we are, this again is Marriage Takeover. We just want to offer some practical tools and resources. We've been married for 20 years and some things have worked really well for us. And, and some have And some have not. And so we wanted to share that platform to be a blessing to others in their relationships and their marriage to let you know that you can make it, to give you hope. And uh, we are not uh, licensed counselors. And... Um, just want to make sure that we let everybody know that. But we, we come from a place of love to be able to offer you guys some information and some tools and resources so that you know that you can make it. All right? Amen. So as a recap, the, there were some like three points that you hit on um, about the relationship, about communicating, and then being able to know your role, to understand your role, and when you don't understand that role, kind of how it affects your household. Right. So go back and take a listen when you get an opportunity. Right. We're only here with you guys for an hour. The time is now 8.03 and we want to honor your time. So I'm going to go ahead and pray out. No, not yet. I got something to say. Uh-oh. So, so I know we over, we over our time. We are, and I promise you, I'm not going to hold you um, no longer. But what I do want to say is that we're going to still continue on with the roles because it's, it's, it's not done. I've only hit two and I ain't really get a chance to dig into them. When I say two, two for the wife and uh, two for we, for sorry. Husband. Two for the wife and two for the husband. So I understand I didn't really get a chance to dig into the respect and the and the leader. And I didn't really get a chance to dig into um I believe what God has showed me when it comes to um why wives respecting their husband as the leader. And so um we want to make sure that we give you everything that you need. And so um for those of you that you know may you know go back and revisit this um this What's it called? Recording. Re this recording. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put the um for those of you that are still that are still on. I'm gonna put it out there for the next thirty days. Find something specific, and I want you to begin to pray about it every day for the next thirty days. And so when we come back again, I really want to hear testimonies because I truly believe that if you put the things before God and begin to petition God. And when I say petition, I mean continually staying in his face. And I'm going to say it just like this, because when you look at when Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross and the garden gets, uh, and the garden gets him, he told his disciples to watch him pray. He came back three times, but then Jesus still went back to, to pray the same prayer. So in these next 30 days, whatever that specific thing about your marriage, I want you to really pray about it, put it before God, and then really um, inbox us, whatever, because I just I want to hear your testimony. The Bible tells us to rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those that weep, and we're here to do them both. And so I really, because it really blesses me when I, I listen to Rev, um, to Bishop Ray when um, even in his prayer he was testifying of what God has done through this has done with him through this broadcast. And so that was very encouraging to us because I know that the that the words that the Lord has given have given us. I know they have not fallen to the ground because of his testimony. So we would love to hear your testimony because it one it, it encourages us, you know. Um, and, and do the work. We also posted a love-hate list. So we have a love-hate. We have tools and resources for you. It's just not our stories, our words. Um, we come with biblical principles, and we also offer tools and resources. So the love-hate list, I'll post it again in this thread so you can have it and you don't have to go look for last month's uh, video. And, you know, utilize that to the best benefit of your marriage. And just remember to pray together. Right. Like, allow God to be that center focus of your marriage. Yes. Um, just because if he's not, it's not going to stand. Hey, Uma, I'm trying to tell you. All right. Yes. So I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys for stepping in, for sitting in with us for as long as you have. 
Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening in. And God, as we get ready to close out on this broadcast, I'm asking now in the name of Jesus that you would touch every household, yes, that you would touch every marriage, every ministry, every relationship, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would look upon their households, that you would look upon their children, yes. that you would have your way, God, in their lives in the name of Jesus. Yes. God, that you would revive anything that is dead in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. God, that oh, you would allow the men, God, God to understand their roles, God, to be able to be the priest over their homes, yes. to be the priest over their households, yes. God, to be able to speak life into their spouses, to be able to speak life into their children in the yes. name of Jesus. Yes, and God. Lord, please also let the wives know their role, God, that yes. they will be able to walk, God, in wisdom, to ah. walk, God, in love, to yes, walk God. in peace, to walk in joy, and to yes. be able to support their husband, support support their spouse, God, as that help me, as that one unit. And I'm asking now, God, that you would just have your way in their lives, that you would penetrate through every fiber of their being, God. God, where there is hurt, where there is pain, I'm asking God in the name of Jesus that you would restore, that you would make whole. Yes, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, yes, God, God, you be magnified in their lives, God. Let them be a good example, Lord, for their children to follow. In yes. the name of Jesus, we honor you, God. We magnify your holy and your precious name, God. And we just ask, God, that you would just continue to be with us. Watch over us. Yes, Bless God. Reverend Ray, God, even with this broadcast, God, and, and the rest of his broadcasts. And we just ask, Lord, that you would have your way. Yes, Give God. favor, God. Yes. Give favor to the households, as God, where the spouses, where the husband and the wife rise up to their roles and take their rightful place. God, give favor. Yes. In the mighty name, in of, the Jesus. name of Jesus. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus yes. over every household. Yes. And we ask God that you would have your way, God. Yes, have Mend your way, every God. broken heart. Have your way, God, in their lives. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. So we thank you. That's our time. And we thank you for yours. Marriage Takeover, Body of One, signing off. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Marriage Takeover. Connect with us on Facebook at Marriage Takeover. Thank you for tuning in to Marriage Takeover.